Welcome back. Well, on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about secret past. Is that something that we should tell or should we keep it a secret? Tell me, what do you think? This is a very touchy subject. It's one that people will debate over. How much of my past should I tell the person I'm going to build a life with? What would you say, Stacy? Everything or leave out some details or is it significantly important? I think it depends on the, the secret. It depends on the secret and what details are needing to be known at the time so that you'll know later on down the road. So let's say it's a crime. A crime has been committed and you're crazy in love with this individual. And then you find out that they're a pedophile and you have children. Is that a warning sign to continue? Oh, you should have said that, found that out up front. <laughs> Look it up on um, the... Do a background check. Do a background check. Definitely. Do a background check. I remember, uh, and it was crazy because this happened such a long time ago, but one of my daughters got interested in a man and they're getting married, but the one item that he failed to inform her was his age. And when the marriage license came across my desk, I can remember calling them at the hotel and saying, do you know anything at all about this guy? And she indicated, well, I think. And I said, what about his age? If somebody's gonna lie to you about the age, wouldn't that be your first warning sign that yes. not a good thing? Yes. And so while they're in the hotel room, I say, ask him how old he is, because I've got the information right here in my hand. So. I don't know if they were in bed or not. I said, ask him. And she did. And she found out he was a whole lot older than he had stated. She didn't know that this guy was full of lies. So consequently, when long before that marriage was over with. So telling the past, if there has been a crime committed, then yes, absolutely. But what if it was a crime I committed, but I didn't get caught? Do I need to tell him that? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that significant other would not like surprises. And well, what if it's a crime that was committed years ago and they have the DNA now and they found out who the individual was and now you've got them knocking on your door to arrest your spouse? Then you run out the back door and act like you was never there. No. Um, <laughs> so much for integrity. <laughs> I don't know them. I've never seen it before in my life. I just came to borrow some sugar. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, <laughs> that kind of puts you in a catch-22. I mean... Because this has been known to happen. Yeah. We've seen it on news reports and so forth that somebody all of a sudden finds out that the one they've been married to that might have been a perfect relationship for them has committed murderous crimes. And so we really do need to do a background check and it's yeah. pretty cheap to do it. I had something called truthfinders.com and I'm not pushing that, but that's an example. We'll put and the link below. I ran everybody's background that I was gonna be an active with. I wanted to see what kind of criminal background they had, how many places had they lived, what was their job history, how secure and stable were they? Because this person's gonna be in my life, I wanna know what they're about. Right, absolutely. You need to do that. You need to do your, what they call vetting, investigation, find out if there were crimes committed. And if that happens, you go, but I love him. Okay, what part of that crime did you love? The fact he molested children? 
He had porn on his computer. He was guilty of stealing from the innocent, possibly hurt them. These are abusive. you yeah. admire. This is not something that just fades away. Without God, there is no rehabilitation. Right. There's camouflage to hide it for a number of years, but there's no rehabilitation. A person who really changes will change their entire lifetime, their way of thinking. But as long as they can get by with it, there will be no change. What about those that, you know, they did their time, they committed a crime, did their time. Should we keep bringing up that past or keep making it known that this person, oh, this is, let me introduce you to so-and-so. They've been in jail three times for, you know, you, you tell your friends and family. But what if they did their time and made a complete change? Do we still bring that up to the family or the kids? I mean, because there's kids involved um, sometimes. And I mean, how do you, where do we stand on that? For one thing, you need to be upfront about everything because if you don't investigate it and find out about it your family member might and then how about sitting down for a family dinner and go oh surprise did you know that that's not their real name and did you know they're not from this state excuse me is that how you're going to want to face things if the individual has committed a crime and they have changed and they have paid their debt to society you're going to know it very quickly for example, you've started dating them and they want to say, before we take this any further, I'd like to talk to you about a few things. I'm not sure if they're going to be a deal breaker or not. And at that point you say, I went to prison for this period of time and this is what crime I was charged with. Are you not giving that person that you admire and love so much an option and not an entrapment? In Texas, we have a map of all over the United States, but specifically in Texas, that tells us where all of the sex offenders are located, if they're within walking distance or close to you. And we should be very conscientious about this crime of sex and passion because we don't know who the next victim would be. I, for one, would never date a sex offender. I'll have nothing to do with them. If you violated an individual to the point that you've taken from them their integrity, their, their, their spirit. I don't want you in my life. I know of some young people who used to attend my church and their mother attended for a short time and she went out and she was all hung up into sex. I mean, just she bragged about her sexual escapade and abandoning her children vanished. She just couldn't seem to keep it together. Now, if I go back to the core of the problem, the core of the problem was in the grandfather. The grandfather was a sexual offender, but the mother refused to make the separation between her father. Therefore, her grandchildren or her children and eventually her grandchildren began to think that this was okay. I heard just a couple of days ago that this one young man is now facing 15 years imprisonment for a sex offense. His sister, we're not sure how long she was going to be prosecuted for and sentenced to, but it was the mother of these kids that this was bred through. Now, this may seem a little complicated, so let me give the hierarchy. The grandfather had the daughter, their mother. 
And because everybody okayed this behavior, it trickled down to where there was sexual infidelity, incestual activity, and nobody took a stand. I personally have a problem with this because when family secrets become dangerous, the one that always gets hurt is the victim. Right. They're always the one who's left out in, should I say, put to cold, sent to the pasture, just no interaction. And this is the reason that to me, if it was somebody who was a bank robber, should we tell? Absolutely. If this individual has any integrity at all, and there is a criminal history, then it definitely needs to be shared with the person who's considering spending their life with them. Don't brush it under and say, it doesn't matter. It does matter. If you don't see it at that point, they say love is blind, but it can also be very stupid. Mm -hmm. So these criminal crimes are a problem. What if it was an individual who did these things but didn't get caught? Stacy, would you use that same guideline? I think I would. I, I would know because uh, I would like to know for that person to be up front with me and tell me this is the situation because then they can later on with the statute of limitations go back and catch that individual and charge them, you know, saying they're applying for something or whatever. And then they realize, hey, you know what? You committed a crime X amount of years ago. And now we're going to, you know, you've already invested so much time in that individual. And now we're going to press charges and you're no longer going to have that individual in your life. So, And also take into effect habits. If a person is an alcoholic, they choose to put that drink up to their mouth. If they have an understanding of the devastation it would cause in a relationship, they'll put that drink down and they won't pick it back up. So when somebody says, oh, I have an addictive nature. No, you have an addictive excuse maker. You want to make an excuse for bad behavior. And when you think about alcohol specific, and it seems to be a very socially acceptable thing that happens at least in the United States and Mexico and Israel, the three right. countries we've been to, the behavior is not always conducive with what's good for the family as a whole. And the outburst and the attacks, whether physical or verbal, are all brought on by that demon of spirits and bad behavior. So if they drink, don't be with them anymore. If you drink, stop it. Because I can guarantee there's many things they really don't remember. And there's many things that you don't. If you do drugs, that's not what you want to bring into a relationship. You want to bring into a relationship good positive vibes, if we want to put it that way. If you're drinking and you're smoking and you can afford those habits, still don't do them because it breaks down your body and it makes you crippled in the long run and have to be taken care of by that person you love so much. If you love them so much, love them enough to live and do good for your physical and mental health so that they can enjoy your company. Be your best for that person. Don't be needy and you always need to have them coddling you and approving you and all of this. Don't do it. If you're with somebody like that, then step away. And if there's someone who may cause you harm, then I suggest that you go out and get a restraining order. Uh, not just a temporary one, but a permanent restraining order. And pull back, drop any contact, no way to contact them through phone, and where they can't stalk you. There's some very cautious things that you need to be able to take into action to protect you and your loved ones 
from a crime of passion. These are things if you start early on and start putting your guidelines and setting your boundaries, building that wall, you can protect you, possible children in the future, or the ones you have now, and your loved ones. Make sure that the past is clear. Not about every girlfriend, every boyfriend, and what relationship broken oh, all Sometimes that. that that can come into play as far as, well, not whether y'all broke up, but actual, every sexual partner, because you don't know what they're bringing to the relationship. Well, yes, I do agree. Yeah. If they've been a sexual partner, yeah, uh, I really would suggest don't go after them. You know, these guys who think, oh, she's cute, I want to kiss and caress and all this, Cute fades. I said that earlier in one of the podcasts. It goes away. But can you live with that person should they get an ugly wart on their nose and be the witch that they are? Or they have a long nose and be the liar that they are, like Pinocchio? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What can we individually say is our standard? Set a standard for your life. And don't deviate. Be wishy-washy wondering, well, well, I could tolerate this now. But if it was a constant thing in your life, can you really tolerate right, it? Right, right. So, yes. And I want to go another step further. If you're considering a serious relationship with somebody, don't talk to the ones of the past. Right. Cut it loose. Kill the phone. Don't continue to text to see how they are. That is another form of adultery, fornication. It's, it's just horrendous and total disrespect for the person that you're talking to. Right. Have that respect for them to change mm -hmm. who you're interactive with. Block the number, kill the phone, and don't make it a point, I've got to hide from them because they might see me out with this one. No, make a break and make it clean. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, I totally agree. Don't kind of gradually stop. Just simply be mature enough to say, this really isn't taking us anywhere. I appreciate the time we spent together but I just can't see a future for us. Be mature and stop being frightened. Now we're gonna talk about fears in another podcast, but this concludes this portion, so. But I just wanna thank you, Lee. <laughs> Can you tell we're not getting paid for this? You know what? If it was, I still wouldn't remember it. <laughs> we have even teleprompters and we still can't think to like, bring them with us. I can't. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, this was secret something. <laughs> Thank you. Past relationships. <laughs> secret past. Should we tell about our secret past? And what would the answer be? You'll have to watch the video again, huh? Yeah, you know what? You just have to watch and find out. Thank you so much, ladies, for your input. And I can't wait for the next one. So let's move on. You'll have to because I'm finished for the day. <laughs>